following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators co-op, in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Growing Business and Community, a podcast of the Upward Niagara Chamber of Commerce. I'm President Jennifer Pauley, and today we have a special segment. It's a little bit of both. We have our normal recording of a podcast and a special guest, but we're also taking some snippets of this recording for our annual awards dinner as well as we honor our special guest today, George Osborne. So it's a little bit of double duty today, and we're so happy to have George here in our presence with us. Many know George Osborne through his leadership at Art Park in 2000, spearheading notable improvements there from creating the highly successful award-winning Tuesday in the Park concert series, working to create a summer home for the Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra during that time, more than doubling the annual attendance at the park and implementing a major capital improvement program during his tenure. The Chamber of Commerce knows George in that realm, but has been fortunate to have him serve as chairman of the board of directors, then known as the Niagara River Region Chamber of Commerce, and before that, serving on the board as the Lower Niagara uh, River Region Chamber of Commerce. And then also as a contributing member and former chairman of the board of directors of the historic Lewiston Jazz Festival, now known as the Northwest Jazz Festival. It is my honor to introduce George Osborne as the Upward Niagara Chamber of Commerce Distinguished Service Honoree for all he has done for the community. And many people do not know that I know George when he (laughs) first came to Art Park back in 2000 as I was an employee of Art Park. I remind him that he did fire me once. I remind him every time. He did tell me today that I'm exaggerating a little bit more than normal. But, you know, in my mind, George, I remember that day clear as day. But thank you, George, for coming today on our podcast and also as we prepare for our awards dinner as well. I appreciate you and all you do. I even have Suzanne Raby here in our studio audience because she didn't want to miss today's segment. So, George, tell me a little bit about the position at Art Park and what drew you into interviewing for the executive director position there and ultimately accepting the job. Well, the real reason I interviewed for it was I got fired from my other job. (laughs) George did say he was fired a few times, so I, I respect that. I understand it. I didn't know what to do after I was fired, but... You know, that's a good segue for how you got your position. Well, well you can put it in nicely to say that my contract didn't get renewed. I, <laughs> I was looking for work. Art Park was one of the things that came on my radar, and it was uh, fortunate for both of us, I think, because I was the right person for what Art Park needed at that particular time uh, because of my background in being successful in turning around struggling not-for-profit companies. Also your artistic background as well. So all of that kind of came together to make the perfect match for you. Well, it seems that way. There are not very many people in in, uh, the arts field, in management, that really have any background in arts. 
And since I used to actually be an opera singer, I have a pretty, pretty strong background in arts. Which not a lot of people realize that. Tell us a little bit about your education and, and some of your artistic background before you came to Art Park as a singer. Well, I uh, went to um, Indiana University for a master's degree. And Indiana is known for its t- grinding out of opera singers. I also studied in Italy on a Fulbright scholarship. And then I started uh, making a living teaching in universities, uh, first at Texas Tech and Lubbock, and then to Southwest Missouri and Springfield. Uh, then uh, my maj- major jump came when I went to un- what's now known as the University of Memphis, and uh, I developed the opera pro- uh, program there. The chairman of the department was new. He hired me because I came from Indiana, and he'd graduated from Indiana and he wanted to build up an opera program. So we went from uh, like one opera a year to four operas a year, and we started bringing in big name stars to feature in our shows, uh, people like Birgit Nielsen and Richard Tucker, and most of, most of whom are dead now, but uh, it was a great opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So when you came to our park, what was the biggest struggle right away that you noticed? having that artistic background and having the developmental background of turning around organizations? I think the biggest surprise was that they had a, a very large debt and didn't have any plan of how to pay it off. They were struggling as the, in the first uh, uh, three years of trying to manage as a nonprofit the state park, and they lost about $800,000 in those first three years. And... Uh, you know, I just had to struggle to get rid of the debt, and I knew how to do it. I called every creditor. <laughs> I begged them for forgiveness. We, we got most of the debt written off. Uh, I offered them like 10, 10 or 20 cents on the dollar, and um, I said, you know, this is probably, if you don't take this, you're probably going to get nothing. <clears throat> most of them took it, and we wiped that debt out and ended the first year, I think, with about a $300,000 surplus. Wow. They didn't ask me to give the money back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. And once you started in at Art Park, you quickly became known in the community. And one of the things that you did was join the board of directors for the Chamber of Commerce before you were served as chairman during the time I was there. So you have in, volunteered your time and expertise to many organizations since then in our area. But what encouraged you to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce? Well, I think Art Park was probably one of the most active uh, organizations in the region, and it made sense that we should be represented on the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, initially, I think um, I think Janice McCall might have been chairman at the time, and she she was. She, uh, she wanted uh, Maureen Kellick to come on, but I told Maureen I thought I'd rather do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> so that's why I got involved. And, you know, I always like projects. Uh, one of the biggest projects I tried to do, do that didn't really work out very well was buying that uh, 60-foot-tall Christmas tree, <laughs> which I think is probably in some warehouse someplace. A- yeah, today. Actually, it's at Joseph Davis Park um, in a storage unit. All yeah. of the lights are broken, but it's still there. We might try to resurrect it, resurrect it one day. Actually, Suzanne and I were talking about that earlier this year. It's so funny. 
That's okay. The, uh, uh, the Christmas tree, while it was up, was absolutely gorgeous. I do remember, I do remember that tree purchase. It's so funny. Janice McCaw was um, served as the first chairwoman of the chamber before it turned over from a, or right after it turned over from a business association, followed by Skip Maisenauer, and then you started as chairman in 2009. And that was the year uh, that I started at the chamber. You had already been in place as a chairman, and um, I was a part of the chamber then and then became the president under your leadership. So I can say that that was probably your best accomplishment. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yes. So you have led the chamber into many successful endeavors. And I know that when we, you know, when Suzanne and I were, were looking Um, when the board had decided to honor you, we were very excited about this because I can say that I grew up in the chamber under your leadership. I started at the chamber under your leadership and I grew into the president position under your leadership. And there was a lot of things that I was able to see you do and the way your leadership is that helped form the way that I lead today. So I appreciate you stepping in and volunteering as the chamber Uh, board member and then serving as a president. But also some of your contributions are also the Lewiston Jazz Festival. So the Lewiston Jazz Festival Board of Directors was a huge part of your service back to the community and you're still part as a emeritus director. What has been your favorite memory from your leadership experience of the Jazz Festival? I think, you know, I hate to say that, but probably my favorite memory was uh, getting the sponsorship from Northwest Bank. It changed uh, the way of the festival, the direction of the festival. They never had any substantial sponsorship. And Northwest came out on the scene at just the right time. And they were interested, and I think it's worked out very well. Hopefully they'll continue and give more money. We've had a very good partnership with them, and I think what has happened is Suzanne and I were a part of that that transition as we developed from a jazz festival that was well known, but I think that sponsorship really projected the way that that festival was being uh, was going to be run. And I can say the growth of that festival has been tremendous, and I I attribute a lot of that from that partnership. And that was done under your leadership and your direction, and you made it possible because you've had experience dealing with sponsorships of that size and making the connections and the relationships happen. And I'm happy to say that we still have that relationship with Northwest Bank. I think that started, the the talks for that relationship began in 2016. It was implemented in 2017. We had a few years of COVID in there, but it's grown every year. And you're right, I'm hopeful that it will also lead to an increased sponsorship there. That's been a, that was a huge, um, undertaking to to do as a chairman of the Jazz Festival. And I think a lot of people don't realize you did that in a volunteer sense. You didn't get paid for that. You helped lead that organization into the next the next strategic um, goal. So we're hopeful we can carry continue to carry that out. What is your hope for nonprofit organizations in our region? What do you hope that can come out of nonprofit work for specifically for our region in Niagara County? That's a tough question because um, the the nonprofits or, or in, in particular the um, the arts element of that is uh, is it always in transition, and if you're not in transition, you're probably going out of business. 
I mean, you can just see what's happened since I've been not really active in that much in, in the world, but you see the changing in programming of organizations. The Buffalo Philharmonic, I think, has dramatically changed its programming. It's doing much more to appeal to broader audiences, and it's having to depend on audiences to help pay more of the bills, and that's going to be the way it is. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how the AKG Art Festival, which really puzzles me as to why they use that name rather than the, the real names that are behind it, but uh, it, it'll, it'll catch on. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll take a while, but it'll catch on. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little troubled by all of the, the, uh, the acronyms that, that have taken over the world, and you, you can't figure out what anything What they means. are. Yeah, you really can't. Everything's named by uh, half a dozen letters, and even in the medical profession. I don't know what I have because I got something that's ADFC or something like that, and you have to look it up on Google. Thank God for Google. Thank God. You got to go to, <laughs> to tell you what you are. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I think your experience with nonprofit has ranged so much. As we covered earlier, you have the artistic side, but then you have the strategic side helping to really look at financials and understand them and see where the area of growth is. And that's something that I know our chamber is looking forward to um, in the future. We we went through a a huge strategic planning session this year, all year long, from strategic planning for three to five years out to changing our name and our logo um, to really looking how we serve the community. And I think looking back at your career, and you've done all of that, and you've done some, some major things for, for Lewiston specifically, what, what can you see, what, what advice can you give us for the next thing that should happen in Lewiston specifically? Because a lot of your work dealt right with, with the village and the town. Well, I always look for something different. And uh, what I used to say in going into a new situation, excuse me, is you, you've got to find the whole of the market what's not being served, and what, what will also meet your mission, and go for that. I mean, develop something that nobody's ever done before, or at least in this area. And I think that's key to the jazz festival, to the chamber. Um, who knows? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things happening because the Art Council has new leadership. Uh, even the Historical Society, I think, falls in that category. You can't just do it the way it's always been done. And that's kind of a, a, a problem that people fall into. When you're successful, you don't need to change. That's not true. Successful people don't change. Then they become unsuccessful. Right. So that's my recommendation. Look for the cutting edge. That's what we're going to do because my next my next question had to do with Suzanne and I. What can you give us as advice um, running the chamber. But I think you just gave us that that advice. I think that we look towards you for a lot of different things, George. And I have to tell you, the one thing that was told to us one, one day, one, one, one day when Suzanne and I were having a rough day, I don't remember what had happened, but you had come in and you were very, you were very good with us and gave us some advice as what we needed to do. You may have barked a little bit, 
and and I think barked a little bit and I think what had happened was Jean Stopa was on the phone and and she could tell we were flustered and she said you know what ladies when you get yelled at by George you know you're in the family and Suzanne and I were like okay phew wasn't even that we were yelled at I don't even remember what had happened but it was one of those funny you know those funny things where you you were such a great chairman and you really put us in line as to what needed to happen because we really had no idea how to run a chamber. I was thrown into that position. I, I don't want to say thrown in, but I wasn't prepared for that position. But you saw something and you knew that I could do it. And with Suzanne and our small staff, we moved forward. And I remember that one day. And when, when Jean Stopa, who had worked under you for a while, told us that, Suzanne and I looked at each other and said, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay because George likes us. <laughs> there's, a, there's an inside story about that, but I can't say it on the air. No, don't say it on the air. <laughs> Share with us another time. George, now that you've been retired for a while, what does a typical day for George look like? Hmm. You talk to my wife. I have a, a, she's always trying to get me to do things, and I just love to sit in my, my uh, comfortable recliner and and read or play with the dog don't really do a lot of anything i mean just enjoying life happy to be alive i'm not a spring chicken anymore <laughs> but uh, i'm still getting around well we're appreciative of you for all that you do george has been a big part of my life in helping me develop as a leader and moving the chamber forward and as I took the president position at the chamber, George, guide, George guided me along the way, sometimes with a little strict discipline, but always with honesty and the best intentions for myself and the community. I wouldn't be where I am at the Chamber of Commerce. The Jazz Festival wouldn't be where they are. The chamber wouldn't be where they are positioned. And Art Park and many other communities, community organizations would not be where they are today without the leadership and dedication from George Osborne. George, we thank you for all that you do, and we are so honored to have you as our Distinguished Service Honoree. We can't wait to honor you on November 9th, and from the bottom of our hearts, Suzanne and I and the Board of Directors really appreciate you, and we're so glad that you're here. Thank you. We are back in having our guests celebrate Wilson with President Janet Hoffman here. We're about to award the Community Partner Award, which is the Upward Niagara Chamber of Commerce Award, to celebrate an organization or business that does the work to lift up community while working with others to accomplish something much bigger than themselves. Celebrate Wilson is just that organization. They support tourism activities and beautification within the village of Wilson. The volunteers that work within the organization create opportunities for the public to get involved as well as create events and programs that celebrate just what community is all about. We are looking forward to honoring Celebrate Wilson and we're so happy to have President Janet Hoffman here joining us today. So I know Celebrate Wilson is the organization it is today but it did grow out of something else. It grew out of the former organization Watch Wilson Grow. So tell us a little bit about that organization and how you transitioned into the organization you are today. Okay. Um, since its founding in 1996, uh, Watch Wilson Grow 
uh, played a major role in bringing visitors to the Wilson community. And they focused all their projects on that tourism and bringing foot traffic to Wilson and the village and the harbor. Basically, um, a lot of their projects were just comfortable things, things that were pleasant to the eye. They gave you seating. They gave you flowers. They did a beautiful uh, visitor center on the Seaway Trail right across from Lake Ontario off of, of Route 18, right next to Kruger Park. It's a beautiful place to stop, benches, picnic tables, etc. And then they had various things during the warm weather months. They did, they did a bike. They did the bike rally. They did the wine farm and um, vis, uh, vendors fairs. And as everyone knows that's in this kind of business, these things kind of wear out. Yeah, yes, definitely. they do. They, they outlive. So basically, that's what happened. But so basically, what we boiled down to is that we decided that some of the reason that it was doing everybody, nobody really wanted to watch Wilson grow. We thought maybe we should change the name to celebrate what we have. So we changed it to Celebrate Wilson. I love that. Yes. I love that you're celebrating all of the assets that are there in the community. Correct. Correct. From the tourism to the businesses to the yes. community organizations. Yes. It was an appropriate name change. And it's also for the community. Everything we do is for them. We All the money that we make goes back into the community. They... Um, we try to focus on things that are going to be, like I said, eye-pleasing, bring foot traffic in, and things that people and families in our community can enjoy. So basically that was it. And we became in 2018, uh, no, I'm sorry, 2022, we became a not-for-profit. Yes. 501c3. Um, basically, um, it's just so people were very generous but it's also that we had a little more opportunity for grants. I think that's and important. And funding. And funding is very, very important. It yes. is. And I, I think moving that organization into a 501c3 refocuses what you are doing. And also, it really has the backbone behind community. It's support. Yes. And looking for those grant opportunities to make improvements to the right. Village of Wilson is very important. And I think you had said something great you put everything right back into the community. Yes. Everything is back there. So anything that you raise is going to beautify that community and to bring people there, and that's so important. Yes. Yes, it is. And basically that's, um, we have, um, at this time, we have eight events out of a 12-month period. We have something on, going on every month starting in May, and it, we go through the, um, through the end of the year with a little ball drop. For the children right and um that's a lot of work for 10 ladies and one man <laughs> i'm sorry and one man Ten, have one good yeah hard-working gentleman that that works with us yes and always looking for more volunteers o as always well. looking for help always looking for more volunteers you are correct 
Your yes. core group of volunteers works year long to make these these yes. events happen. We're excited about the next couple months with the things that you have going on. You just finished a signature event that you, I call it signature. It's the first time you've done it, but it was, I heard it was an amazing event. The Autumn and the Howl event happened just recently. And that really highlighted a local business. It highlighted all of you coming together to celebrate, you know, a a farm to table experience. And tell us a little bit about that event. That, um, we, we, um. We did have one other one, and that was in 2019, before COVID. Right. Or right at the uh, cusp of COVID. And that was at the Wilson House, and that was another one. We had, um, we did uh, farm to table then, and we did pairing. I do with remember wines that. And, um, and then what happened is it just basically uh, worked out that with the COVID and with various timing, Nothing else worked, and and uh, so when we did this um, autumn in the hollow with Binksberry Farm, uh, it just worked out. They did food pairings; everything is organic. They we had a nice sponsor for a nice beverage, um, and you could add alcohol if you wanted, but otherwise it was just a nice. It, it was a very nice event, very well attended, and everybody had a good time. Yeah, yeah, that's important to get everybody together yes. and to, to celebrate. I think we forget sometimes that it's important as an organization to have these types of events yes. to build that relationship uh, building and to make your organization a little bit stronger. I'm excited about the holiday events that you sponsor, Holiday House Decorating Contest, as well as the New Year's Eve Ball Drop. Right. These are two events that happen in the wintertime that you're right. gearing up towards right. now, and they're really a highlight in the village of Wilson. Yes, they are. We've had the, the little ball drop has been going on since, like, I think 1990s when everything first started, and that's for children. It starts at 7, it ends at 9 with this giant ball, and we've got this wonderful um, gentleman that contributes to the ball drop, and he does it for the children, and we have games for them and refreshments, and it just is a good it's a good event. It's very well attended, and we're glad that we can provide this for the kids. And then um, the uh, lighting, uh, the decorating contest, the, decor- the house decorating contest, I'm going to tell you is not as well attended as we would like. But these are things that you have to try, and so you never know. I think they add to the fabric of of the village of Wilson. You also do a lighting of the Christmas tree, which rounds out yes. that holiday season. Yes. And that, I know, is a big event. Yes, it is. And so uh, that's a big thing. And we have Santa Claus come. We do have to get him a new chair this year. His old chair died last year due to the weather. But we'll get him a nice new chair. And uh, we have a wonderful gentleman that plays Santa Claus all the time. And um, am I allowed to give his name? You sure can. Dave Giambra. He's from the State Park. That's amazing yes. that you have somebody yes. willing to do that. And he looks like Santa Claus, too. <laughs> yes. He's a good fellow. He's a good, good-hearted good gentleman, yes. And so, yeah, we look forward to all of these at the end of the year. We've tried some other things, but they don't work due to weather and the inclement. You know, you never know. You're playing this game with the weatherman, but these things seem to work out well, what we're doing now, because you have a little bit of... The lighting of the Christmas tree, yes, you can do the Christmas tree, but the tree lights itself so people can still go enjoy it. You don't have to be there. You don't have to babysit. They can take their family. They can take their pictures. 
and have a good time also. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's really important that your your organization really gets into the holiday spirit right. and gets people involved right. and, and makes the best out of it, whether the weather's right. cooperating or not, you make right. the best out of it. There's also several other events that happen. Once, once May comes around with the Chevetta's Mother's Day event, you have a basket raffle, and then, of course, it leads into the holiday, or I'm sorry, into the summer season with Barrels in Bloom, the Sounds of Summer concert series, and something new this year, the Leon Festival. So when you say you have a full year of, of events, you, you truly do, and it's amazing. Right. All of these events are part of community support, supporting the, the look of the community, supporting right. people to get involved, and bringing people to the village of Wilson. So your organization really does a little bit of everything and yes. truly celebrates yes. Wilson. And we're helping everyone, every small business. We're helping by having these events. We're helping every small business. With the Leon, you've got vendors, and you've got the food trucks, and you've got various other um, entities coming the churches are coming in they for everybody we were so excited that everybody participated they did everybody participated I, this is yes they they all did and I think something important to note is the Leon festival if you don't know is actually Noel spelled backwards correct so it had a holiday theme to it this was 20, 2023 was the first year it was held correct. in June on Father's Day weekend and it was a great opportunity for Celebrate Wilson to bring people together because there was a yes. soccer tournament that had also happened in Correct. Wilson that brought families to that. And you gave families something extra, a, yes. an extra opportunity to enjoy each other mm -hmm. and enjoy the village of Wilson. Yes. And what you just said, you brought business to business. Yes. That's amazing. That's the name of the game. That is. Tell me about some of the other organizations that help make Celebrate Wilson a success. I know you partner with other organizations. You are giving money right back into the, the village of Wilson for different things that happen. Are there any other organizations or entities that really help Celebrate Wilson do what you're supposed to do throughout the year? We have some. Uh, we have a, a, a printing organization in town that we use. That's okay. I know they're very helpful in what you yes, do. Yes, we have a we have a printing company right in town, um, and that is very very good. Uh, that takes care of our needs in that respect. They, um, I'm trying to think. They're uh, well. The sheriff's department has been very receptive at the Leon Festival. Sheriff Falsetti went in the junk tank. What a good soul. Only I you know. could get him to do that. I know. <laughs> I asked him. I accosted him at a Boy Scout event. And he said, oh, sure, let me put this on my calendar. Was and he the highlight of the dunk? Did yes, he was, and he to? made the most money. <laughs> I know. That's the case. He's a good guy. That's He's great. a very good guy. I'm trying to think who else. Um, everybody just kind of, if we need community participation, usually we just put the word out and they come out. You've got the library. You've got a, a couple little restaurants. You have, um, they all have, we've asked for specialties on various various occasions, like give us a drink for the Leon Festival. Let's have a, Leon, a sandwich. Let's have the Leon sandwich or a beverage, whatever you want to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol, but it could be a, a little group. So you get for 10 or 15 bucks, you get a drink and you get a sandwich. Um, we tried that. Um, 
They've, we've had good support, even though uh, the dentist's office, the junk tank was in front of the dentist's office. They're very good at supporting, even though they're in our community part-time, they are very good at supporting one of the events. Then we've had, um, I'm trying to think, some of the others, the, well, the village and the, trying to think, even down in the Harbor Brownies, the ice cream stand, they're very good at uh, participating with us and giving gift certificates, and the local wineries, whenever we need anything like that, they're very generous. Uh, I think that stands for the testament of what your organization does. Right. I think people want to help your organization because you help them. You right. bring all of the great things to the village of Wilson that, that really embody the sense of what the word community means. Yes. And I think that that's important. You're bringing people together and other organizations and businesses recognize that and I think they appreciate that. Yes. And I know that our chamber does too. We appreciate that work the work that you're doing in the village of Wilson. I know that it's it's hard sometimes to to create things throughout the year, but your right. organization has done that and that core group of 10 volunteers is really making this happen. If somebody wants to be a part of your organization and contribute or maybe spend some more time volunteering, how can they do that? What's the easiest way for the them to do that? The easiest way is just to go on Facebook. Well, we're on, we have media. Go on Facebook, send a message in there, or everybody in town knows my phone number, <laughs> and they call me. Or they can come and see me at the food pantry. That's not surprising, Janet. I can see where everybody <laughs> in town knows your phone number or knows how to get in touch with yes, you. Yes, we go through that. But this is all worthwhile. This is a, my community. I've been there for, can I say that? You can a long time. Yes, I go. 65-plus years, okay? And I've lived there. So this is a good thing. I've seen it at its best, and I've seen it at its worst. And we all... This is where we live, and we all need to make it better for the next generation. That's amazing. And that's why somebody like you should be at the helm of this organization. You are you have a vested interest in your community, and it definitely shows. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janet, for joining us. I told you this was going to be pretty easy. Thank you. It was. <laughs> Congratulations to Celebrate Wilson and all that you have accomplished to make Wilson a place where the word community is how you get things accomplished. Congratulations on all you have done. Congratulations on the successes that you have made and on what you're going to be doing in the future. We are proud to recognize you as a recipient of the Upward Niagara Chamber of Commerce Community Partner Award. Celebrate Wilson truly embodies what this award is all about. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Janet. Thank you for joining us on Growing Business and Community. I'm Jennifer Pauley, the president of the Upward Niagara Chamber of Commerce.